I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hi. Hello, hello. This is Polly Campbell, and you're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And keeping things simple might be the answer to that. At least there's a group of people that practice this called minimalists, right? And I've been thinking about this a little bit. I I lean toward this, I think. And if there's nothing I've learned from this year, it's that I feel better when I'm less busy. Does that make sense? You relate to that? Any event, we're going to get through that today, get into what minimalism is. And of course, I chose to do an episode with a word that I can hardly pronounce. So let's just understand minimalism is what I'm going for, right? Or minimalist. It means simplifying things in your life and how that looks is different for each of us. I arrived at this thought pattern. (laughs) I started thinking about this when I was puttering around the house and packing up Halloween decorations and getting some things out for Thanksgiving and, and doing laundry and just, you know, those household chores. And I went out to the garage to pull a screwdriver off the workbench to take some batteries out of this, this decoration. And I could barely get to the workbench, which is like 15 feet from the door. Our garage is so filled. And I want to say it's with junk, but there's also things that we have stored there that uh, we didn't have room in the house store. We have our pantry out there. For example, we have shelves with uh, food that we use regularly and so forth. But I was just feeling hemmed in. You know, also in the middle of the garage is a plastic doll crib that uh, we want to give away. And there's a, a beautiful dollhouse. Well, My daughter doesn't play with dolls. She's 14. There's a Barbie without a head. So there's that. I do not know where the head is. I have the body and a very nice dress. But my daughter is 14 and a half. You can imagine how long this stuff has been sitting around. We've got empty cardboard boxes, um, others filled with clothes that are too tight or too big or worn out. Some are ready to donate. Some need to be tossed, right? We've got plastic bins of books that I've read and haven't parted with and golf clubs that I use as often as I can, but not so much in the winter. Bags of cat food and dog food. And it's all just the stuff of our life, right? But it's the stuff of our life that has accumulated over the 18 years we've been together. And I need to get rid of it. And that like kind of launched me down the road thinking about clutter and minimalism. And I think there are differences between that. Minimalism there I go again. Minimalism is about more than just getting rid of the clutter in our lives, more than just getting rid of the junk. It's bigger than that. And I think it's an interesting concept. And it's one that I've been really exploring the last couple of weeks, because in this house, we don't, we don't buy a lot of stuff. We are practical. I really keep us on a budget. The only thing I really need in my life is books. And, uh, you know, we, we, spend more money on experiences. Um, I'd rather go out to eat or have a drink with friends and buy a new pair of shoes, for example, or then buy a new outfit. And since we are not going out to eat and not drinking with friends this year, you know, we've been pretty lean and that's good. But this stuff has been stored up. And we also have a difference of philosophy in this house, which has gotten us into trouble a little bit. My husband 
collects everything and he holds tight to it. Me, not so much. I want a tidy house. Tidy, not clean. If you look too deep, you'll see it's not clean, but things are put away. I don't have a lot of stuff stored on the counters. I don't have things sitting around. I'm pretty plain and basic. That helps me stay calm and quiet and uh, less anxious during the day when I've been working at home all these years by myself. Of course, this year, everybody's working here with me and they have different strategies. They are sitters around her. They unload their pockets on the kitchen counters and they drop their books and their pencils and their whatever else in the middle of the hallway. And so I feel like I'm constantly tripping over things. But again, this isn't just about getting rid of stuff. It's about ridding the excess from our life, getting rid of the excesses in our life so we can focus on the things that are most important. So that's, that's happened spiritually, that's happening emotionally, I think, for me, and definitely that happens physically in our environment by getting rid of the clutter. Minimalism, according to Joshua Fields, Milborn, and Ryan Nicodemus, is a way to get rid of the things that bug us and reclaim our time, become more present. It clears up our emotional and physical space and time so that we can pursue our passions. And I know we're not going out and doing a lot of things this year outside of the home or the place we're living. But geez louise, there are plenty of ways to access our passions from wherever we are, right? Passions don't have to be something beyond us. If you're passionate about running marathons, you can train at home. If you're passionate about reading, there are plenty of ways of getting books from libraries and from bookstores even now or or on your device to read books. If you're passionate about writing or art or cooking, if you're passionate about gardening, this is a perfect time to get out there in the garden, right? read a post from a friend the other day who's buying new winter rain boots because she's using this time to plug away in the mud. She doesn't mind the weather. So we have no excuses. We can live our lives and we can elevate our lives even though they look differently. And I think minimalism can help us do that. Minimalism helps clear out the emotional and mental spaces and environmental spaces so that we can see what we want so that we can be deliberate in our choices, in what we give our time to, what we give our attention to, what we give our money to, what we contribute beyond ourselves. And I think that leads to happiness. I think that helps us live well. And if we are freed up, we have more energy to give to help others as well. I've really been thinking about this all year long, uh, or, or since March, since we went into our first quarantine, because I immediately felt relief. I felt calmer. Now, granted, there have been major challenges and hardships for people. Many, many families are going through hardship. People are getting sick in record numbers. That is why I'm not leaving. I don't want to in any way contribute to somebody else's heartache by inadvertently, you know, spreading the coronavirus. But when the schedule was wiped clean, and we were left with trying to figure out what the days were going to look like, I felt like I was recreating my routine in a way that at first was unsettling and difficult, but there is something peaceful and calming about knowing 
that I need to get up and go on with my day. And I'm not going to be bombarded by a lot of activity, right? I'm not going to be have a lot of pressure and a lot of places to go and errands to run and so forth. And I recognized early on that I had created these patterns, these habits, where I was busy, but not always doing things that needed to be done, right? I, I was sometimes taking over, doing too much for the people in my family. I was sometimes saying yes to things for work and, and with uh, social outings that didn't feel right to me or that I didn't have the energy to pursue. And I was also spending time on things that were taking me away from the things that were more meaningful, the people I really did want to spend time with and the work I really did want to do. So this year has been clarifying for me and it's become very minimalistic. I am now aware of what I'm going to be doing in the day and I do what's meaningful. It's more difficult to get together with friends, uh, even on Zoom. I mean, I'm not seeing them in person, but it's more difficult to, to coordinate that. It takes more energy for me to sit in a screen So the people that I'm communicating with are the ones I really, really want to see. When I communicate and and Zoom with my parents, those conversations matter a whole lot because I haven't seen them. And so we share our talents and we have deep discussions and lots of silly humor. And I like this. Cal Newport also talks about digital minimalism. That's his book. He's, a, he's an author and, and researcher. And I've been paying attention to this too because everything has gotten bigger online. I have a new book coming out, which I'm excited about, and I'll be telling you about that. You can pre-order now. It's called You Recharged. But I have a new book coming out. And so my online presence, I'm, I'm on social media a lot more, connecting with people. Plus, during the pandemic, I've been on a lot more, just stay in the loop and, and touch base with friends. But I've found that I'm limiting the hours I do that. It's not throughout the whole day anymore like it was. It's a few hours. It's an hour in the morning, maybe an hour in the afternoon when I'm done with work and I can just stay connected. But I'm finding other ways. So more structured ways. I have a newsletter, which you can join if you're interested at www.pollycampbell.com. So I don't have to put out so much online when it's a flurry of kind of frantic behavior. If it doesn't feel authentic to me, I don't want to do that right? But I can really write what I'm experiencing and feeling and and sharing any ideas and communicate with people directly through the newsletter. So I found ways to manage it. When I wake up, I don't go look at my phone. I go through my morning ritual. And that has helped me stay clear headed instead of reactive to all the bad news that's out there. This is another form of minimalism, right? How are you experimenting with? What have you cut out of your life? What have you added in? Because so many people are focused on what they can't do right now or what they won't do because it's not safe. I'm I'm focused on the richness my life has taken on. Would I have chosen a global pandemic to get there? No, but this is what we have. So I'm really looking at ways to structure my time and my energy so that I fill it up with the things that are meaningful to me, not just the busyness, right? And this is working better. Now I'm thinking about how I'm going to re-enter the world when when we're through this or when a vaccine is out. I'm not going to add all the same stuff in. There's not going to be a flurry of activity. I'm not going to be in my car every day. Um, 
I'm going to really structure that time so I'm healthier and happier and more focused on the things that leave me feeling recharged. Okay. I think that's freeing, you know? I think it's it's freeing to be uh, in charge of how we're spending our times. We can decide that. And there's no right or wrong way to do this. What does minimalism look like for you? What can you get rid of in your environment? What stuff can you clean out and get rid of? And let me tell you, we are heading to the garage. That's part of it too. How can you manage your online time, your screen time, so that it supports you and fills you up instead of feels uh, stressful or something when you're scrolling through all the bad news, something that takes away from you? How can you spend your hours at home or the the random trips out for essentials, really enhancing those errands or or that time in a way that makes you feel good. I'll give you an example. When anybody goes out in this house, my teen daughter tags along. And, you know, I'm talking even for like the groceries or for takeout or whatever. My teenage daughter tags along and, and sits in that car and blasts music. And we talk about music the whole way. Now, I don't love some of her choices, but it's interesting to hear why she likes that stuff. And we always drive someplace new, a neighborhood we haven't seen. So we're exploring a lot of places around our areas without being exposed or without exposing anyone to the virus and just making use of the time. And before I was always going here and there, there was always a destination in mind. I never just hung out, right? I'm hanging out more and I'm finding that to be very fulfilling. So let's talk about how we can add this into our lives. If you're interested in, here are some things to think about. Consider your tech or screen time. Do you want to amp that up? Do you want to reduce it? Are you spending time online mindlessly scrolling through? Are you learning things and, and enjoying it? That's for you to decide. No judgment here. But it's worth thinking about how we are spending our lives, right? Consider what are you creating? I think it's part of our humanity to make something every day. Make a meal. Sow something. Make a garden. or Work in the garden. Write a journal or a story. Make a video. Uh, explore, experiment, imagine. I think we feel better when we do that. Consider what are you creating in your life? Are you creating a fort with your kids? Are you leaving time for that kind of play? Are you experimenting with a new song on your guitar? What are you making? Considering which activities you are spending your time on that align with your values. This is really important and we're going to talk about it more in January when we talk about how we want to navigate 2021. Because I, for one, think it's going to be a good year. Honestly, I do. I'm optimistic. But I also have some ways of thinking about this that have really helped me, and I thought they might help you. So are the things you're doing now, the way you're spending your time now, do they align with the things you care most about? Think about that. Because when we are out of alignment, when you're putting your effort and energy in places that don't matter to you, it really feels draining and exhausting and unhappy, right? Research tells us that we are happier and healthier when we are doing the things that add meaning to our lives. And 
Meaning comes through people and relationships, comes from feeling healthy and vital. It comes from learning and growth and contribution and creating. So make sure that when you are looking at your schedule, what to add in and what to take away, that you are spending time on the things that amp up the meaning in your life. And what is the space you're living and working in? Is there room for you physically to move? I brought an exercise bike into my house because I haven't been able to go to the gym. I made space to fit that because that was something that I knew if I was feeling healthier physically would help my body and help my brain. That became something I wanted to add into my schedule. Is there room for you to work? Is there room for you to cook in the kitchen if that's something that you enjoy doing that that becomes a priority for you? How about your workspace? Many of us are working home remotely. Is there a place where you can go and get away? A corner that is quiet, even has a door that's closed. And believe me, I have worked from a closet this year. So there's that too doesn't matter where it is, but do you have the environmental space, the space in your home or your shed or your garage or outside for you to do the things that are meaningful? And if you don't make space, it can be a small corner of a room or you can get out there and clean that garage or find a space in the corner of your apartment in the back bedroom. The first 10 years of my career, I worked from the corner of a bedroom, worked just fine right? So open your mind to different ways of living a full life, of doing the things that are meaningful to you. Because once you get started on those things, you won't care where you're doing them. You'll just be in the moment, okay? So simply start. I want you to go through these things. I want you to think about the environment, think about the activity you're doing in your day, and just consider, does that match up to what you care about in your life. And consider how much time you're spending on the screen, television, Netflix, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is. Is it working for you? Only you know. The way we minimalize our lives is different for each one of us. The things that matter to me are going to be different for you. And that's just fine. But it's worth thinking about to make sure we are creating the environment inside and outside for us to live well during this time and during every time. Finally, minimalize your mind. Oh, this is a big one for me. I overthink everything. I'm always thinking. I always have, I hear something and I think, oh, that'd be a good story idea or that would make a great podcast or what did he mean by that or my daughter looked at me like, right? Minimalize your mind and here's what I'm practicing to do this. Become present. It's very hard to worry. It's impossible to worry when you are focused on the now because most of what we worry about is what may happen in the future what if i get sick what if we're in a pandemic forever what if what if what if whereas when i focus on right now right now i'm sitting and i'm talking to you and that makes for a pretty good life that's all i have to do right now so minimalizing your mind stay present be mindful of what your senses are sharing with you You know, we get all the cues for our lives from what we smell and feel and touch and taste. Pay attention. Don't disregard that chill on your arms. Don't disregard that smell. Be in touch with that. Be present to all that is. And stop multitasking. 
we don't have to do it all and we don't have to do it all at once. Multitasking, lots of research has shown that, first of all, all of us, <laughs> the research has shown this, tend to think we are super taskers, one of the like 2% of the people on the planet who are very good at multitasking, but almost none of us are. Like, none of us are. So stop with the myth. There's no need to do it all at the moment. When you do multitask, we tend to raise our stress levels up. It gets very hard to be in the present moment and we make more mistakes. So it won't save us time. It's not a way of minimalizing. Be deliberate what you do. Take a one thing at a time and stay present to the task. And you'll find it's a more peaceful way of living. All right. In summary, this is how I'm remembering it for myself because this is the stuff I'm working on, right? So I'm minimalizing my mind. I want to stay present and stop overthinking. I want to minimalize my time. I want to be deliberate in what I do during my day. I want it to be meaningful to me. I want it to be creative at times. And I want to make a contribution. Those are the three objectives with my time. Now, meaningful includes my exercise. I hate exercise, but I feel so much better when I do it. So getting the exercise bike in my house was really a major part of becoming minimalist. I brought something else in, but instead of frittering my energy away, I'm going to give it to the bike and contribute to my health, okay? Then finally, minimalize your space. And I'm getting after the garage. We are donating. We are throwing. We are packing up. We are curating clutter from our lives in all areas. And already I'm feeling better, right? This has already been underway because many of us were forced into it by the lifestyle changes this year. And what I've learned is it's okay to focus on a few things a day. It's okay not to do everything. In fact, I enjoy it. I'm healthier and I'm happier and I'm more purposeful in my days. And I think You'll find that too. Find a way that works for you. Simply start. Think about what you can add in and subtract from your day that would simplify and make it more meaningful to you. That's the Simply Start today. And and I think the site, www.theminimalist.com is simply nifty. Now, there are a bunch of books and websites out about minimalism. This is one of the early ones. And, and these guys are so accessible and so approachable and so interesting how they talk about the way they have minimalized their life. It's not about reducing, right, or suppressing or taking away. It's about being deliberate in our doing so that our life is actually enhanced. And they talk about it in a great way. So check out their site. I think the minimalists.com, the minimalists.com is simply nifty. And let me know what you think. You can follow me at Polly Campbell author on Facebook. Join my group there or check me out and my work at polycampbell.com and join our newsletter there. It's easy. Hit the button. You'll get my short newsletter, which is like a pep talk in your inbox a few times a month. And you'll also hear first about some exciting things I've coming up and the new book. So check it out, polycampbell.com site to go to to learn more about this. Right now we are living through a unique time and we are so often focusing on the difficulty and the uncertainty and the hardship and certainly this is a difficult time. But we also have an opportunity to clear out the clutter from our schedules, 
our choices and our lives. So that going forward, we have lives that feel engaging and satisfying and healthy and meaningful no matter what we're facing. I think we can do that. And when we do, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. DC, I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric acid.